0: be following Willie more and more, back in the NRL, there's Willie Mays, must have gotten how big Willie actually is, perhaps the presence of Willie, and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame, I'm a
1: 25 minute man,
0: oh you got skills son, uppercut right hand by big Willie, welcome to episode what, 21, 21 so it's today. round 23 right it's because we missed two why do you keep bringing up we missed two like it's well you missed two you missed one of them <laughs> <laughs> it's your sorry. fault you're one of you're the oh, one with in the broken job, hill man there's no there's no reception in broken hill you know that you're the one with the job i just <laughs> do nothing uh so welcome to everyone to listening to the show uh mm. it's been it's been an interesting week. how's your week been you've been quite pretty this week. good no yeah, travel. Last,
1: yeah last week was pretty hectic and i Yeah, when it when it gets like that in my life, I just want to chill out, stay at home with the family, and just relax and just decompress from everything because I think it's very important. And I've and I've told Sonny and Willie Tonga and um, the guys that I do travel with, it's it's it is emotionally draining. You know, you got to deal. You know, going to these clinics, teaching kids, educating kids. You know, you got to you got to, and you and it's not like you can go to another school and have a lesser energy or anything like that you've got to yeah, keep yeah. up the same sort of energy and stuff like that and the right message and keep it going and, and, it, and it's hard because they do lean on you a lot of questions they have got a lot of everything so just very important to, to come home stay with your family decompress just to relax and i've been doing a little bit with the dogs this week and um being pretty light just get back in the routines you know just back back training and e-lab and all that kind of stuff just getting back because once when you're away you know you're out of routine aren't you are oh, sleeping sure. in a hotel bed Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's awful you, you, you you're way out of routine i don't mind that lifestyle anyway but like when you're playing it's okay but you know i'm 42 years old you're retired you sort of want that stability but it is what it is i love what i'm doing it's very rewarding i think our next trip and next trip is burke is it out the back of burke yeah right so yeah good i asked uh hef uh the new south wales boss not the boss like he's he's pretty much my boss um I said, "Where's Burke?" And you never know, hear that Aussie slang, yeah, "At the back of Burke." I'm like, "Fuck, it must be far away." <laughs> he goes, "We're going to fly to Dubbo, which is an hour and a half." He goes, "Then we're going to drive to Burke." I'm like, "How far is the drive?" And he just he hesitated because I don't like driving that long as four right, four hours. I'm like, "Is it four hours?" Because no. no, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me, people, is there a closer airport to Burke? I don't even know. I've, like, every, i like Burke is like. I don't know where it is. Oh, here hear go it. Google map it. It's crazy, I and uh, we're gonna go out there indigenous um, communities. So it'll be me with Sonny Bill, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Matua. So same sort of team that went out the Broken Hill because we all get along, good synergy, and um. So that'll be um. That'll, that's probably on the twenty fourth, twenty fifth of August. So that's our next big trip. So next couple of weeks will be pretty cruisy. Just get back in the swing of things, doing the podcast, and just living life, I suppose. Nothing I got, crazy.
0: Nothing crazy. I got lost going to Mossman on Sunday. That's how good I'm going. Did I'm you? Berg. Did you cry? You <laughs> get lost going to Zetland.
1: <laughs> Moore Park. You don't know yeah. where Moore Park is. After Moore Park, he's done.
0: I'd say it was funny. I was co- I was coaching um, footy a couple like years ago now, and I went and picked a mate of mine up. He was playing for the side, and I went and picked him up in Marubra. We had to go back to Waterloo Oval and I was driving back past my house because I didn't know how to get there from Maroubra. He goes, yeah. Where are you going? And I said, I'm just going to Waterloo. Waterloo.
1: <laughs> he goes, Why I said shut up. Like parade. Do you know what?
0: Your um your little um beard's getting a bit long. Long? Have you not have you not have I just I not noticed it it? trim it sometimes, you know? Like, need to trim. What about my mistake? What about yours? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Oh, just letting long. it flow. I'm in a toilet soon, too. Yeah, you gotta get that. Yeah. You I could, could do the handle- good- You're halfway between handlebars and just... Well, I want it to be handlebars because then my wife will hate it so Maybe much. Maybe a Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Got the right shirt on. Uh, all right. Well, one thing we, we do need to... Uh, obviously, we're pretty lighthearted on this show all the time, but that whole thing with Paul Green and and I guess... What you can tell is how badly it's affected. I mean, the cowboys were obviously super affected by it last week. It showed in in, in the way Tal Malolo spoke, the way that Jonathan Thurston spoke recently as well yeah. and the way that the Cowboys performed. it was just it's I think it's really um, it's really put a, a spotlight on it in a way that has actually made people think about things. and I think that's a really positive thing. Nico Hines spoke really, really well after the um, after the Sharks game on the weekend, Willen. You know, this can only be a good thing if 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 only one good thing can come from from what's happened to Paul Green. If if people start taking this a bit more seriously and 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 it brings it in into, into public consciousness a bit more, yeah, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, it
1: is. It's a sensitive subject, and just to see guys like Jonathan Thurston and, and Jason Talmulolo, who hardly does any media, the way he spoke so eloquently and he spoke so well, and it was from the heart. JT in tears. I spoke to JT the day after, and I knew that he was struggling a little bit because he was so close with Greeny, uh, just to see if he was all right. And we sort of – I'm 42 years old. I played the game for, you know, 17 years plus. JT, Bill, all, all that sort of crew, we're, we're all retired. You know what I mean? So it's that – this the stigma of rugby league players being this – the outer shell is hard. And what you see on TV and everything like that, everything's like supposed to be this tough man. It's the toughest game alive. Origin's the toughest. Australia's the toughest. We've got this real brute mentality where people, the perception of the general public just think, we don't have any feelings. We just go out there and we just perform. We're like performers. We go home and it's fine. You know, it's it's not like that. Other people... Uh, a lot of play. everyone's different. Every single per, every every person is different. We're all built different. Like, you ever look how, how Paul Green is on the surface? The last time I spoke to him, I gave him a hug and everything like that. And like, he was just a super nice guy and he's always been like that. So that's why it shocked the whole world because no one expected it. No. And if positive things do come out of this, out of such a tragedy, where men can actually talk and communicate and this whole, I think this next generation will be the generation to change that because it only started when I sort of when I sort of started it was a bit more gone from that 80s 90s hard man mentality It's sort of you know we evolved as as humans and stuff like that and a bit more a bit more sensitive a bit more in touch with society a bit more yeah hey it's just football we're just good at football but we're human beings at 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 our at our you know at at the very basic least, level. at the basis yeah. level, we are human beings. We just play on TV. We play a hard game. But it doesn't mean that we don't have any mental issues or anything, any mental disorders. We're human beings, first of all. Then we're rugby league players. We're family men. We've got all these other things. Don't just look at us like, you know, that that old that perception of the 80s and 90s because we're all hard men and all that kind of stuff, mate. I know a lot of guys from the 80s and 90s that have, that have committed suicide as well, man. You know what I mean? It's happening. Yeah, for sure. You know, like dementia, like all these other things and and suicide, it's been happening for a long time and I think maybe this is the the line in the sand where a lot of people can just sit back and go right, look what we got we got to talk. You know what I mean? I like I'm I'm always one of you know what I'm like. I'm very like just say the perception of me would be I don't I don't know what it is. Probably beautiful young Gorgeous man. I think I that's, don't that's think perception. That's, I feel
0: like that's no? not, the, not the perception. Not the general perception. Anyway, they probably think this <laughs> is just,
1: just, just this real hard buff head footballer, blah, blah, blah. They think that because you know, they don't know how, they don't they don't know me as a person. No. Once you know me as a person, you know how sensitive I am, how how in touch I am with society and people in general. Yeah. I'm always that dude who'll start those talks with my mates. For sure you general, are. General, uh, you know, like guys like uh, like Rennie and and Ogre and Bobcat and Sonny, I'm like, you're Willie Tonga. We've all, had, we've all had our issues, man, and I'm like, I'll be the first one. You good? Like you good? Not nothing about footy. Footy's nothing to us now. Like it's just like we want to try and help the next generation be. I don't know. Just be better people. Be more in touch with with what's going on in the world. And the Amen. other
0: thing as well, Will, it's people need to understand that footballers, when they're in that football environment, they are obviously extremely close. When, when you're in a team and a team environment, you've, you're super close to the blokes you're playing with, but you've got friends outside of yeah. that as well that are non-footballers and, and and don't live their life in the spotlight. And, you know, it's hard because you look at everybody's got pressure in their life, regardless what that pressure is. The thing that I've always um, not not resented or whatever, but when you live in the spotlight, everything that you do is on show to the public, right? And so I look at this whole thing with, with Ricky Stewart over the last week and, and what's been lost in that is that, Ricky Stewart's a coach. He made a mistake. And the pylon on him. So we talk on one hand about, well, Paul Green, you Let's know, be we should have been more sensitive and all that and kind of then, stuff. And then Ricky Stewart comes out and says something that's obviously deeply personal and unrelated to football. What he did was unrelated to football. Mm. And the bloke gets sat in the naughty corner for a week. And, you know, yeah. I just think if you're going to be fair income about the whole thing. Yeah, don't just, don't just have this one little, I think draw a
1: line in the sand right now and... Men have got to speak. This is a worldwide problem. This ain't just an NRL problem. Men need to speak. And I've always had mates like you. If I if I ever had any issues, I'd be telling. You. I could tell you, I could tell other people other than football players. Plus, I would tell my. Plus, I would tell my mates. But that's just my personality. Yeah, that is just me. I got to get something's on my chest. I got, got to fucking tell someone. If I'm feeling down, all that kind of stuff. I don't have those problems. I can't relate to people with mental disorders and depression and anxiety but i understand i try and understand yeah. you know what i mean like it's i do understand and like i can't relate or anything like that so you i can feel listen. the same but i listen, listen. i understand yeah. i try and you know change their mindset a little bit you know just just a little bit like i don't sit there and try just Toughen up. All well, they've got to get out of that fucking bullshit. Just mode. get over it. Get over it, mate. And yeah. toughen up, she'll be right. Just get a lot. Nah, man. You gotta deal with your problems, man. The thing mm. is, like, a lot of players don't know how to compartmentalize. That's what something that I was really good at as a player and as a person. As soon as whatever's happening in my home life, I didn't give a shit. I leave it there, I get in the car, go to training, bang, it's all about training. I get in the car, deal with whatever's going on home. I don't bring home the train. I don't, bring, I don't bring training to home. That's why I've always done that. Yeah. And then I get on the field, I do the business, off the field, I come back off, and it's just normal life again. That's me speaking. A lot of players can't do that. They ride the highs too high. They hit the lows too low. They never stay in the middle. That's all, that's all I try and educate these young kids about because this fucking game is a roller coaster and it will swallow you whole if you stay up here too much or if you stay down here too long. You got to somehow enjoy the highs, respect the lows, and just go. All right, this sucks, and then get back into the middle. Talk to your mates, talk to your friends, talk to your coaches. That's why a lot of clubs are implementing more mentors, people like me being in the club who you can, who they can actually talk to. You know, I think I think every single club should have a twenty four seven psychologist on call. If you, because just, you're, in, case, just yeah. in case, I just think they should have that because every club does have a, a club psych. They do. Because if you got got – I got sent to the a heap of times when I was younger. Mm. So they do have that. So I think it should be not in the office or anything like that, but because it is a man's sport and, like, we're cut from a different cloth. You know what I mean? They're not – and if you show these sort of – and players get taught, you don't really show weakness. You don't show that you're fatigued. You don't show that you're suffering or anything like that. So that's built into your fucking brain from 15 years old. Yeah. So – and then you're getting taught by the older players, you've got to do this, this, this. And so you're in this bubble all the way to your, in your 20s and then in your 30s. So you just build this shell around you. So if you don't talk to anyone else, you just fucking, you might implode do you know mm, what i mean so i think sure. i think clubs need to really implement something where it's a 24-7 on-call psychologist because you're not going to talk to the coach you're not going to talk to your senior players you're not because you won't because you don't want to show weakness you don't want to get dropped you don't want to get dropped because oh, i don't feel that good because we yeah. are like you fucking pussy that's what, i mean that's what that's what, that's what the game's like this is a dog eat dog world you know mm. what i mean everyone's trying to vie for these nrl positions everyone wants to be an nrl player and this is those little insecurities that these young kids have. If you have them, deal with them when you're young. Don't be, don't be scared. And I just don't think they have the opportunity, even if you're a 17, 18-year-old. They don't have the opportunity. They won't ask the coach, oh, I'm having a few problems because they don't feel comfortable enough because yeah, the coach right. will be thinking you're weak.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Because they, they try and filter out all the mentally weak people. By the time he's 17, 18, so they want these dudes that are hardcore killers. Yeah. Not literally, but like no, dogs, things, big yeah. do- dogs. You know what I mean. I want the, you know, this is not this is not fucking lawn bowls. This when is the game rugby gets league. hard, when it gets hard. hard, do I want you to mentally break? No. So you have got to get away from that stigma, because you can have both. You can have a sensitive dude who's in touch with his feelings, having a few little mental problems, but he'll still fuck you up on the weekend, because mm. that's what happens.
0: You can have those dudes. Well, and one, I've played with a lot of guys like that. One and, thing that you've been really good with. So, so my young bloke is is twelve and. You know, he 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 watches highlights of you or whatever, and it's really hard for him to reconcile Uncle Willie with the bloke he sees on the field. And and what I remember once you said to him we're in the car going somewhere, and you said to him, mate, when you step over that white line, you got to be a different person. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that game finishes and you come back, you shake hands, you hug. They're not your enemies; they're your friends. You know, and he's always remembered that. And I think one thing for me is. The, the kids today coming through in their early 20s and whatever social media is such a big thing yes. and I think if you have a bad day at work which is essentially what these blokes are doing if you have a bad game you have a bad day at work and then you've got thousands of people on the internet telling you you're the worst player of the world and that like you've got to have things around that because that's not going to stop right that's never going to stop so yeah. either you learn to deal with it and you go alright well people that I don't know about their opinion doesn't matter which you've been real good at your whole career but mm. Then there's times where you go, well, if it does get to you that much, that's where you have to remove yourself yeah. from social media, you know. And that's the thing. I mean, like the
1: '80s and '90s, no social media. You just played the game. You went on your merry way. No one knew what you were doing before the game. No one knew what was happening after the game. It was a mystique about the NRL and the '80s and stuff like. You might see these guys in the pubs. You might be. That's about it. Yeah. Who cares? 2022. I mean, in the last, just say 10 years. Bang. I know what Kalen Pong is listening to on Spotify before the game. I know what he's, you know, that's, yeah. that's, how much, that's how much they, because of the CBA, oh, that's a lot, because of the CBA, they have every right to the players. They want access. Before when I started playing, there was no access to the, to the sheds. This is 2000, mind you. It like 22 years ago. They had no access to the sheds, but, you know, the, the salary cap was fucking $3 million. So, you, you know, it, was, it wasn't 10, $10.1 million like it is now. So they wouldn't access to the sheds and there wasn't any access to the warm-up. There wasn't nothing. Nothing, no access when you walked in. And then obviously the CBA, your collective bargaining agreement, we we just kept getting more money and then more money, more exposure. More exposure – and you know what I mean. And then you don't have anything. To, you know. Then all of, all of a sudden, Twitter, Instagram, all that sort of shit started. Because in those and days, and then channel because Channel Nine was the only sort of big dog. You know what I mean? Like, and and Fox was wasn't played live, all that kind of stuff. Now is every team, every live, every game, everything, everything's on TV. You see him coming off the bus. You see him at the warm up. You see him, you know, like before the game, the two minute bell. This, this, this come out. You can just sit. Here. I mean, that's why we watch the game on TV because you see more than you do at the game. Yeah. But it's the, it's the explosion. If you can't block out. External noise and just concentrate on football, which I know it's hard, but this is the education that clubs need to be given these young kids. You've got to be able to do it. If you don't do it, if you can't do it, it's going to end up eating you alive. It'll chew you up and spit you out because you can't deal with some person saying, You played shit. Mm. You're a fucking dog. You're this, you're that. I don't fucking conduct the racism shit. Don't cop it. I'll fucking chase you around the world fuck, to, to get you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But anything else, if you're going to try and try and come at me, you can't. You know, I don't give a fuck about you. You live in your mum's basement. That's what I I think of that when I'm writing to someone on Twitter. I'm like, for me to write something on someone's, just say if, if I follow um LeBron James and I think he played bad. Like for me to even think, for me to go right, you're a, such a you're you're, you're, you're not crying. you're not clutch. You're what yeah. sort of person are you? Yeah. You're the biggest lowest piece of shit. On the earth. You live in your mum's basement, you haven't achieved anything in fucking life, and that's all you've got is to sit here in your armchair and watch me play on the field, and you have the audacity to even bag any of us. you got to have, if you have that mindset, you'll think they're like a little fucking kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, what was that movie with um Waterboy when he looked at the coach and he looked at the Waterboy and, ba- <laughs> and the coach was a little baby, it's a baby, it's a little baby. That's the way I look at things on Twitter where people fucking coming at me, I'm like, you're a fucking loser you know what I mean like just because I put myself in that position to go would I ever ever comment on anyone's Instagram or anything unless it was a joke and I'm taking a piss out of all you blokes yeah, yeah and I'm, yeah. you know that's fucking fun but like to a, a hurtful, person that I don't know stuff. and like write some real personal shit saying you fucking this this derogatory racism all that kind of stuff I'll be like I must be the lowest piece of shit on earth don't take that as a uh, soundbite either. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Straight you know on social media. That I is. just I, that's what I think. That's why I have that mentality. I'm just like, You're, you, dude, I don't need to worry about you. All I care about is my friends, my family. And that's it. Yeah. If you think I'm a piece of shit, then I'm like, I will question myself. I question. My, I question how I'm going in life. You said something, Zig. You got, not you, Henry. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you if you said, mate, you better chill out, man. Like
0: shit's going shit's going south. If you keep doing that, done. Yeah, done. Stop it straight away. Well, it's an interesting point, Will, because like in the old days, if if I wanted to know how your weekend went, I'd have to wait until the Daily Telegraph came out on a Monday to read about you on the front page. Can you but, but now we've got the basis a good weekend? Well, a good weekend. You've got a front page. The, oh, had a front page or back page? Front page. You had a piss on the shit. street. Okay. Oh my god. Right. It makes the news. Yeah. It's not sport. Um in those days there wasn't social media, so thank God. But realistically, <laughs> if you look at Caleb Ponga goes to the pub on a Saturday, and by what Monday morning there's photos or video of him at a pub. So that's the sort of that's the immediacy of these things now. Where if you if you make a mistake, so now everyone's piling in on Caelan Ponga. And now the best thing about this for me was the fact that. No one knows what he was doing in that toilet. No one knows. Like Obviously, people are assuming that he was on the bugle. That's fine. Everyone can assume whatever they want. Assume whatever
1: you want. Assume Prove whatever it. you want.
0: Prove it. But he's going to get his his drug test done. If he comes back positive, he was on the bugle. If it comes back negative, then shut up. But the best part was his dad coming out with the excuse that, because you can't argue with that. That could be happened. That could literally have happened. I know everyone's going to go, oh. Maybe he just got a. Hey, he's, he's,
1: he's helped Kurt man, and like he's he's – spewing up yeah alright and then like just fucking toughen up mate and grab gave him a bourbon coke and he the walked out of that yeah. so that'll, that'll straighten you up maybe that happened maybe he was in the toilet vaping because yeah. you can't vape outside Yeah, I don't know some shit like that because you know you can't vape inside you can vape in the toilet if yeah. you can do what you want I mean there's a lot of other things everyone I, I was very interested watching mainstream media and the characters on all mainstream media to see if they were going to ostracise this kid and just drag him, the, drag him through the coals, but they can't. Well, the thing is, Because Will, they don't know. And I don't think they want people following them around the toilets either.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Because I'll be fucking pissing myself because I, I'm not sure what the game needs. I mean, now they're trying to discredit his leadership. And I spoke to KP during the week. And I said, I'm going to fucking stick up for you. And he, he categor, categorically denies that he t- took anything. So I believe him. Yeah. I believe him. So that's it. Done in my eyes, and now they're just piling on. I think I watched 360 last night for a little bit when they had fucking gorgeous Crawley on, and Riccio, and Braith, and PK. And they just started questioning, like, started hammering his, his, his game. They started hammering his game and his leadership and his captain skills. And, like, that's all they could say because they're not going to say anything else because they're shitting themselves themselves. You
0: know, well, if, it's, you know, it's, like, it's, 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 for me, it's the innuendo. Like, if you're going to accuse a bloke, just fucking say, just say it. it. Just say he was in the coke. He was in he was in the But they have no proof. I mean they can't I, they're say gonna it. test
1: him now and just say, like with the with the NRL rules, I'm not sure if could people understand. If it's your first strike, no one knows. Yeah. Second strike, then your name gets put in the paper. Then then they name you. So these guys might have a strike, say no one will know. And, and I, just say it's four or five days post. It should be out of his system. He's clear
0: anyway. So I'm just thinking,
1: I don't know. I think this should be just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to question that kid's talent, his, uh, his captaincy skills, his leadership. Kid's young. said had head knocks for the last couple of years. Hasn't been fit the last couple of years. We haven't seen Pete Ponger. We've seen him in Queensland, Jersey. People don't understand. I expect him to play that good in a Queensland, Jersey. Don't try and discredit him and say like, oh, he only plays good in Queensland. Fucking Knights are awful. Don't yeah. get it twisted. And 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 if you're game planning against the Knights, where's Ponga? You just put an extra man there because you want a clown or a fucking uh, that other kid, Clifford, to run the ball. I just We'll just put another man next to it. And these journos who just try and hammer his game, mate, the kid's had a good year when he's on the field. Yeah, He's played 14, he's finished seven. And that's because of head knocks and injuries. This is what happens in the game, today's game. He's been getting head knocks. Let's just look after your kid. And I don't think it's – it wasn't a good look, him being out for head knocks – being on the piss. Yeah, that's right. That's a terrible look. Yeah. You live in Newcastle. I'm from fucking Newcastle. They'll tear holes in you. Well, they that's... want him on the field because they, he's out for the rest of the year. That's the only thing that is a bad look in my eyes. Obviously, fucking two blokes walking into the brass like, bloody hell. I don't know. What, 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 if they need a social sort of person coming around, instead of these fuckheads telling them unrealistic shit when the NRL comes around, tell them some real shit. Hey, if you're going to do dumb shit, have some bloke outside the toilet. Watching out for someone who's coming in. I don't know. Just do things like that. Look after your mate. If, if there's two blokes going in, I just have a little bit of f- fucking street smartness Common about sense. you. Common sense. You dumb fucks. Do you know what I mean? Don't or go don't, in there. Or and don't not, do it in public. Or don't do it in public. Do it. I don't give a shit. I'm not condoning drugs. I don't give a fuck what you do. But yeah, there's ways that you just don't get caught. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when we talked about Brandon Smith and fucking and Munster last year. Guy's got a phone pointing that shit at you. looking Like, come on, kids. You've just got to be a little bit smarter. Like, you, don't go point, you don't walk into the toilets too and then think no one's fucking saw you. It's Newcastle. You guys are rock stars up there. You're on Ponger, You're a rock star wherever you go. Man should have had his eyes fucking up as soon as he walked out, saw that fuckhead with the phone, ran to him, got the phone, erased the footage, smashed it on the fucking ground, or whatever he did. That's the worst thing that could happen. What then there's no wrong, footage.
0: What is wrong? with I don't care. All they, see was, all they would
1: see was all they would. There's these weak fuckers out there all the time that want to just 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 get their little. I don't I don't know what it is. It's the most pathetic shit in the world. Of course they fucked up because I think the rules are. There's no you can't have two people in in a, in a cubicle at once. Yeah, apparently I didn't even know that rule, but I just think you got to be a little bit smarter if you're going to do dumb shit. Be a lot smarter because all this shit could have been easily not non-existent. We shouldn't even be talking about it. You know what I mean? If you're if you're fucking street smart, if someone puts the camera near me. If I'm even sitting in a pub or doing anything, I'm fucking walking straight up to him and going, "What are you doing? Mm. You film me? You want a photo? Do you want something like that? You know what I mean? Like don't film me like that." Yeah. You, know, you just got to be a little bit smarter. and then I think that's just all education. Like I mean, you just got to keep it real. These kids are doing this shit. They're doing it. They're doing fucking whatever illicit drugs. They do it. It's 2022. It's not the fucking 80s.
0: It's a societal problem too. It's a societal
1: problem. You just got to go, these guys are out injured. The worst thing they did was go out and get on the piss because they're going to come back. It's going to be, they're going to be not not positive. So what's the story then?
0: Trouble follows failure, right? So if you look at the way the Knights are, they've had all that blow up with Clemmer and the trainer with Hayden Knowles. You've got Mm. all of the stuff that, you know, with with Adam O'Brien and the pressure he's under. And then you've got Bradman, Best, and Anari to stood down because they were allegedly late for a bus. And I understand it's Peter Parr repeat repeat They're obviously done re- it more repeat than repeat once, offenders, you know. Yeah. So if you look at that and you go, as a club, when you're done under the pump like that, you don't have any excuses. Just do not stick your head up. Yeah,
1: I don't mean that from Bradman, that. Best, and that they should have known better. Like when you're under the pump and you know, like you're getting beat, and you just, you know, you just you got to do all the little one percenters that. You know, Peter Parr really great at that, and he was, um, you know, he stood him straight down. Peter Par's a great guy. He's a he's a legend, good friend of mine. So he's he's just gone, you know. You, yeah. And the thing is, I think someone said, "Hit him in the sky, hit him in the pocket. That'll hurt him."
0: No, fuck right. no, hurt
1: playing reserve grade. Obviously, that these guys fun. have never played first grade at all. The worst thing you can do is get if you're a if you're a star player playing fucking reserve grade when you're a first grader. Unless that it's hurts you more. Jets. That hurts you more. Exactly. It's right. more embarrassing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, don't think, oh, it hurt, it hurt him in the pocket. No one fucking hurt him in the pocket. We're gonna find him like five grand. Yeah, Who gives right. a shit? These kids are on like fucking massive coin. You imba- you're embarrassing these kids. Like, they don't obviously don't know because they're journo's and they fucking never played rugby league at all and they've never been dropped from an NRL team. So, put him, fit him in fucking. You're not gonna find him fifty grand for being late for the bus. Mm. It's max five five hundred or a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's not. And that should help. That should be
0: if they had good leadership up there. That should be from the leadership group. So the other news, I guess, that's probably relation to you is that Cameron Serraldo has been announced as the head mm. coach of the Bulldogs for a five-year term. Good. Mate, there must be a pretty good feeling around the club at the moment in terms of both results that we were taking outside last week, but taking, you know, the, the signings that they've made, the form of the current squad, mm. Serraldo coming on board, there must be a really um, positive vibe coming, isn't
1: there? Yeah, there's good buzz I mean I speak to Gus pretty often and have meetings with him, and you know this this was on the cards like three months ago three months ago when when I had a chat with him, we sat down and um that was his this was his main objective was to mm-hmm. get cerraldo he's got massive raps on him Seraldo's done his apprenticeship he's he's brought those young kids up like the the Crichtons the totos the Luwais, fisher Harris kick half that squad come through his system, so they have a high they have a Hold him in high regard, very well respected. knows he knows the footy, student of the game. Lo- you know, like, and you know that's coming from Gus. Gus loves him. You know what I mean? So he's obviously the next next best thing. He's been in the game five or six years, and he just yeah, everything that I've heard is top shelf. Everything yeah. about him, he's just very um, just a little nuances and variables about the game that people don't really understand. I'm not going to go into it, but he understands all that kind of stuff. You know, so it'll be exciting to work with him. It'd be good. Players like him from players, all yeah. Players too. like he's a players coach. Yeah, it's half your battle, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're someone struggling, he's not that person who's just gonna drop you, just you know, you know, he'll explain why you dropped. This is what good coaches do. They explain why you dropped, go back, got to work on this, 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 and get yourself back up. Yeah, you know, like and, and he, he has that sort of respect out at Penrith. And hopefully, like, you know, it's it's a different job now. He's he's the big dog. Yeah, he he's is. the big dog at a premier blue chip club, even though we've been down for a couple of years this is still one of the best clubs in the NRL. Yeah. And he's at the helm. So it's a big responsibility for him. He's ready to go. And he's, as I said, he's done his five or six-year apprenticeship. And um, yeah, it would be exciting. I just, I'm looking forward to actually meeting him. I mean, I know him, but I don't, I know, I've don't. only known him when we're playing against each other and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know him as a coach and all that kind of stuff. So I'll have to be calling him coach, I think. <laughs> You've got to be
0: nice to him. you good, coach? got to be nice to him. He still needs a job, Cameron. Make sure he's still in the pathways. Well, speaking of pathways, actually, there was a, a big, um, not a big thing, but Paul Gallen and Phil Gould had a bit of a, a, a discussion, let's call it, last night on, on one of those pods. What was, what was it? 100% footy, which I don't watch, but Henry kindly showed me. Basically, what they're arguing about is Phil Gould mentioned that the Roosters are a good development club. Paul Gallen said that they're not because they buy kids in... He was saying 16, 17, but they actually buy them younger than that. They buy them for Harold Matthews. But Paul Gallen was... His point was these kids are developed by the time they get to the Roosters system. And, and, and Phil Gould's point was that players are nowhere near developed at that stage. The club then takes them from that point to be professional footballers. And I can see what Paul Gallon's saying because the Roosters, I can speak to this because obviously my son played in the in, in the Roosters juniors and they've only got three teams and, and whatever. I understand they don't have the junior players, but their junior development pathway is still good. Mm. And then when they get to the point where they get to have to play against, they play gala days against Balmain and all these other sides that have got such huge um, nurseries and, and such strong players. The Roosters may as well not play in those games unless they strengthen their mm. under 15s. And that's what they do.
1: Well, that, well that's the thing. I mean, Gal, I think Gail's got a little bit twisted because, like, you know, the whole stigma with the Roosters and, you know, players like us, oh, they buy the best 17, 18 year old and then, like, ruin everything, you know, like, and then he's already developed. No, you're not developed at 17, 18 year old You're just touted as that next big thing you still got a lot of work about two or three years but they even go deeper and they get that 15 16 year old yeah they do and they have a little nursery up north and then they have a little nursery down here they fly them up there they do still school up there they fly them back down here i know a couple of really good centers that i was watching this year they do these because these guys still play union they play league. yeah you know but they're they're the best 15 16 year olds but when they decide to come back down here they're not fully developed. No, They're nowhere either. near developed. No. Then, then the work comes in. Then they've got to get through the pathways and then into Robo's system. So no. it's a good two or three year of learning your craft.
0: Unless you're a freak.
1: Unless you're a freak like a suali. And, and then this suali'i. Suali'i. Sorry. Suali'i. Yeah. Um, and then, so, then, so when you're bringing a 15, 16-year-old kid down, which they don't really like doing because it's, it's too early. Yeah. 16, 17, 18, that's when they might bring him down. And then... They'll still have a couple of years in Jersey flag, earn your stripes to get up into the first grade. But there's a lot of two or two, three, four years of development into that young kid. And then they come through the system. Yeah. They, you know, like because, you know, everyone thought, oh, you know, they don't develop juniors. They just buy juniors. Yeah, they do. They buy all the best juniors because there's no fucking play people playing around the eastern suburbs. No. Is there? No. There's too many things to do. Yeah.
0: Well, and also, it's just, when you look it's at... It's just not one of those places you you're have not going you're you're to go not. down to
1: Bondi and go, it's the next big thing. You're going out to Mount Druitt, you're going up to Logan, you're going up north into Queensland, you're going to all these little hotspots, Newcastle, all that kind of stuff. You're going, you're going there and you're finding the best kids. And that's what they do. Clubs are just jealous because they do it good. And they've been doing it for, so a, long doing for a, long, a long time. They've been doing it for a long, very long time. So, so Gail. Yeah, Gal got then, a little bit twisted. Were. And then Gal would have been going, Oh, you you buy competitions. Yeah, and then they can fucking buy who they want as well. Yeah. That's just that's the way that they develop. Penrith is a breeding ground for rugby league players. Everybody wants to be a Penrith Panther now because of the success they've had and because of the, the culture that they've built, it's a production line. They're getting all these players from Dubbo. Why are they the guys getting people from Dubbo? Like Liam Martin from Dubbo, or somewhere out there, Burton, Bert, yeah, Burton and fucking Isaiah Yo, all Origin players. I'm going to be Test players this year.
0: Is that? There, and that's no, in the last five years. There's like, no salary cap underneath, is there? Like you can throw as much as you want at young, like you, you, your development. Oh, I think are, they there, do. I mean, is there? I don't know. I think there is a cap with the with the those younger kids. There is.
1: Yeah. You can't go out there and just throw five hundred thousand at a kid. No, that but I mean, there. in
0: terms of how many kids, like if you, if you oh no, found... no, 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 you can have fifty kids. Yeah, that's right. And and, then like give... and
1: that's what most inner city suburbs, like that's what the bulldogs have been doing It'll for,
0: for some five grand for a kid. But yeah, they've it's been a doing, they're giving, a, be... they're giving them,
1: they're giving them a thousand dollars to Jersey. be part. And the kids could are nowhere near that level. Yeah. But because they're they're playing the percentage game, let's just try and get a hundred kids. And just throw your net out and, and we might get works. one or two. Yeah. It's not how it works. You've got to have grassroots. You've got to have these, you gotta have a footprint. We've got a footprint in Tam um, in um, Toowoomba. You know, we've got a footprint, you know, in Bundaberg now. You know, you've got to put all these places around. Plus, you've got to have good development scouts. Yeah. They got to be around like 24-7 looking for players because there's talent. There's that next for feeder. There's the next pain Haas. There's the next Sunnyville somewhere. You just gotta you've got to be in New Zealand. Mate, when we, well, how many years? Sunny, Bill, Roy, Asatasi, Matt, Utah, all these sort of guys come from New Zealand. Mm. It was just like it was ridiculous. You know, it was just—it's it a nursery over there. You know, because you got to get the guy. You know, they got two of us a Arsacek, and not, we we still grab from New Zealand, but I think we could probably grab more.
0: Such a talented—you
1: know—it's just really. talent everywhere. They play Union, they play League. So I don't know. Development is a hard thing, grassroots. I've been, obviously cause I obviously, because I learn off Gus, and he tells me a lot of things and how how it is and how the roosters do their thing. Where the Bulldogs need to get. To a place where we're either buying the best juniors, like the Roosters are, and then we get to a certain level where we can develop them. Yeah. So when we get the best fifteen or sixteen year old kids, seventeen year old kid, put them in the system, let them come through the system, See get people happens. like me, Bobcat, people like you know around around them, cultivating those young kids, making them grow, installing that bulldogs culture into them when they come through the grades like we come through, then you have that different love for the club. You know, and then instead of buying mercenaries that don't give a shit, they're here yeah. for a little stopover and then fuck off overseas. Yeah. That's what you get. And so you don't have a genuine love for the club, so you're not really worried about playing for the club. You worry about your stats, you worry about all these other things, trying to get a deal overseas. Yeah. and that's But that's the position we put ourselves
0: in. But now, we're on the way up. Hear that, Cameron? He's got it covered in the pathways development. It's all set. You don't have to change that bit. Yeah, no. One bit. Just leave it to Will. One last thing, speaking of overseas, Corey Norman... Finger up the blurter. <laughs> not a good look. Not a good look. I had to read that twice. It's what not, it's What it's, possesses a bloke, honestly? like, And don't say to me he didn't mean to do it because he genuinely, he reached around, he found it, he just went bang, and then he got up laughing. So, is he
1: playing in the Super League? Or playing, is he in the, in the second yeah, so he's tier? he's playing for
0: Toulouse. So they're in the Super League. They I'm went up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in the Super League. The so Super League. He, it's televised. There's a lot of cameras.
1: There's a shitload There's of
0: cameras. Just to get.
1: And hey, like you do shit like that if you're reaching around and doing something. I mean, do you, have you heard of a guy called John Hopperwadi? Mm. You know what I mean? Hopper's like, I mean, he's made a, thi- he's made a thing of it and he takes a piss out of himself. But dude, that's only one person who could do that.
0: Yeah. I've, and maybe, I was
1: playing in that era too. It was fucking weird. Remember he got weird? Travis Norton? <laughs> <laughs> Texas just jumped straight out. But uh, like, yeah, that's very, that's weird um, from Corey Norman because he's normally still got. um. Did you do it more than once or
0: just no, once? No, I think it was just the once. I think that had a bit of a running battle. And then I think the bloke, but the bloke went straight. Like, you don't make that up. You know what I mean? You're on the field and you go, a bloke, excuse me, sir. A bloke's just put the old digit up the blurt. You go, I'm going to believe that bloke because that's not. It's not in the game. It's like if someone says they've grabbed your nuts. I remember like you're on the field and that and they'd be like, you grab my balls. You like, You don't make that up. Like, Remember when Corbin Sims grabbed my balls when I was in Manly? That was also terrible. It was like a tap. It was a tap. was a love gentle. tap. That was cupping. You just went like that. It was, I was cupping. Like, I, was like,
1: I looked at him and I said, Cools, like, calls. what are you doing? It's on TV. He just fucking laughed because we just, we just do some dumb shit at training. You got blood in it. <laughs> I
0: saw. <laughs> but it was like,
1: but you said, did you see my reaction? No, not one not reaction. No. Because I didn't want to get him in trouble. No. I Oh my God. You know, because Cor- Corbin's my boy. I love Corbin. <laughs> I don't even like going to tell everyone. Everyone did a training, just like that was just a dumb thing. You know, blokes just like bang, you know, hit you on the nuts. Like guys do that still. It's stupid, but don't do it on fucking Channel Nine and the NRL. Be. This is not local league. It's yeah. even filmed, bro? And yeah. I'm just I said, what are you doing? You're laugh. And I just less laugh. If
0: he, if the yeah, I was out. just like,
1: but like, yeah, doing that shit that Corey Norman's doing. I don't know what he's thinking. Is he, is he trying to get sacked?
0: Maybe he's had enough for France. Fuck, swap you." Yeah. Well, we have reached the stage of the season, William, where half of these games do not matter for shit at all, but we will still mention them. Uh, Rabidos panthers The Rabidos are on a tear. The Panthers are on a slide. Is Latrell playing?
1: Uh, what? I wouldn't. He's, he's been named, but I don't think he's playing. He's not playing, so that fucking oh, that brings, that brings it, it back. That changes because I know he's, he's um, a little bit of a groin, a little bit of a groin strain this week, maybe from kicking. Is he or, officially out, Henry? Or he's named, but I honestly don't think he'll play. That'll so just, that'll bring it back. Really, really close. That'll destroy. It's Fisher Harris. Coaches. Fisher Harris is back.
0: No, he's still suspended. Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards back. Yeah, he's playing.
1: Well, they lose. They're gonna they're gonna miss him. Crichton's playing. they have still got they're still got a decent team.
0: If Luttrell, oh, I'll change my tip. If I'm, s- not I'm playing. swapping the Panthers. Yeah, if Luttrell's not playing, be a good game though. That's the Thursday night. I want
1: Luttrell to play. He's box office, man. Yeah, he's that dude you just want to watch. I'm like fuck, like and and Especially Turbo was like that as well. Like yeah. he's he's on one. You know what I mean? I'm like he's on that he's on that Jared Hayne 2009 vibe. Grinds are tricky too. They're just one of those
0: things. It's well, like, I want him because it, it'll stop him from
1: going 100. He can't run.
0: With you know, a, like if it. if it's tweaked it's different but I know they're pushing care. for that
1: top four spot
0: yeah
1: I don't know if his presence is enough to be out there and just to warrant them a win but I've given props to like guys like Totola and their middles have been absolute animals Cameron Murray Cook Arrow outstanding Sele
0: Selle, be- like all these guys but um He's the biggest loss. Could be one of those ones. Remember when G.I. did his knee and they kept him out there the whole second half? Yeah. He couldn't walk. Yeah, he needed he's a knee, Rico. <laughs> he had to hold the seat. Yeah, up. Uncle Rico. That was good. Uh, the Cowboys against the Warriors. Biggest news for the Warriors camp is that that bloke that does the shoes he had a life ban reversed, which is good news. Why
1: well, would they do that? Hasn't he been around for ages, yeah. Didn't yeah. mate? Yeah. He's got, you know, you know he's, he's got sponsors on his shoes and that
0: now. Oh, I know. He's fucking. Mate. Get that dollar. He's monetizing it. Get that dollar. I that's, like what, it. that's probably what they don't like. What do they call him? Roger Roger Tuva. Shuey 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 Vasa. Shuey Shuey Vasa. Vasa. Good on him. That's at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. So the Cowboys will win that. The Broncos against the Storm. Mm. That's actually... Broncos, I don't know. They need a good win. They do need a good win. They need to beat someone.
1: Suncorp, Storm. They still haven't got Hughes. No, Hughes is back. Is Hughes back already? Hughes is
0: back, yeah. He was only one week off. What a freak. um, well, that changes everything. And but how, what do you like? Do you like Munster at fullback? Yeah, He's, a, like gun, mate. he's a freak. He just hey? play football, man. You put him anywhere. He's just a gun. He just wants more times he touches now the ball. He, now, you know, because he's
1: usually predominantly on the left side of the field, left arm carry, right palm, all that kind of stuff. So, like, I want him to, I want him to attack both sides of the ruck because yeah, for sure. if you're a left side defender, you're like, you know, you know, Munster ain't coming near you unless he skips across the side, other side of the ruck. No, but when he's if he's if he's, if he's around the back and he's he's catching those balls and and because he's got his skill level is so high man I reckon because he's played he played fullback before yeah he for sure a heap yeah, of fullback. He, he
0: started as a fullback
1: you know so because yeah. they didn't because left and all that kind of stuff then yeah. he had to
0: step in yeah I think he's he's and more damaging a fullback yeah well, they had Slater that sort of Pappenhausen thing. Uh, the Eels against the Boodoogs the Bulldogs if Cameron Serrado is watching this, Willie tips the Bulldogs every week, even mm. when they were getting pumped by a hundred before Trent Barrett got sacked. He's still stuck solid. That's got to count for something when you're doing I contract just want negotiations. Him to beat,
1: I want him to beat Parramatta there because we smacked him last time. When it was at Acor, mm. and it was embarrassing. Yeah, and obviously they're going to be look, they're going to be looking for a little bit of a revenge. We'll be embarrassed by what happened last week against. Um, the Warriors over there getting 42 put on us. Yeah, Paris defense. should be
0: embarrassed after last week. Oh, I know,
1: it? 26-0. So it could be one of those games. I mean, this is this is a rival game. If you can't get up for this game if you're a Bulldog, get out of the club. Uh,
0: Manly against the Sharks. Manly are legless. That is just... Jake Chbojevic oh, no. broke his
1: hand. Hopefully he's good for the World Cup.
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Manly. I just... If, if you had to look up implosion under the dictionary, then there'd be a photo of that manly rainbow jersey in the dictionary because everything has just fallen to shit from them. But after, anyway, Roosters, Tigers. William? Huh. That <laughs> is a game. That, $9. Yeah, and a And
1: seven. the Roosters.
0: God. I reckon the no, Roosters. I think the Tigers will get up for it. Well, I mean, even if they get up for it, they'll still get pumped. But, but <laughs> I look at... Roosters look are good. At, they're on. They're on. Lodge has stuff stiffened that middle up. He's been the signing, like the mid-season signing of the year. He's he gets, been that tra- the trade man. He gets the Daly mid-season trade. signing of the Lone, year. Yeah. Loan, signing or I something? Think he's a signing. He's, I think a, he's signing. a signing. He, if the Roosters don't sign him long-term, though, I will be very surprised. 10-year deal. Yeah, 20. <laughs> <laughs> no overseas trips. The Dragons. <laughs> you're not they, going to New York, Lodge. You're he. never going back. Uh, the Dragons <laughs> and the Titans don't care. I think the Titans oh, win that. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Dragons look cruel.
1: No, Raiders are still in with a chance, so. Raiders can still make the eight, can't they? Yeah, mathematically. They're only two points behind, so. Well, that's what I said mathematically. Okay. Henry, fucking check, man. One job. They can
0: finish fifth. They can finish fifth,
1: can finish fifth for the win. Oh, well, with two wins. Win win. Yeah, so mathematically. <laughs> yeah. Willies big boys. All right, the big boys were at it again. Our boy Lodge, who we just mentioned, I thought he was outstanding. Um, it's about time. We've got some new, I think we've got some new faces on here for um, for the 3-2-1 votes or 1-2-3, whatever one, you want to call it. The 1-6. So, my first vote only cuz co- he's he's his stats were ridiculous, but I mean, the Bulldogs they were, they, were, they were way off. But, I mean, like, Aiden Fanua blade I'm just going to read out a couple of stats here. 54 minutes in the middle, 18 hit-ups, 202 metres, 88 post-contact, 18 tackles, no misses. You know what I mean? Like, 100% efficiency. So, that's one point to AFB. He played outstanding. Two points to our boy, Matt Lodge, because he played outstanding against the Cowboys. I know they had a hard week, everything like that, but they still got a gun pack. You know what I mean? They've still got a, they've got a formidable pack. He was ripping out. He was a beast. 51 minutes, 19 153 metres, 58 post contacts, 21 tackles, no misses, no nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's just, that's unbelievable. So you're talking, you're talking 95 to 100% effective tackling there. But my three points go to the big man from the Rabbits, simply because I, I actually rate Parramatta's forward pack. I think they're high. They're, they're aggressive, they do everything. The stats from Junior to Tyler. are 44 minutes, 16 hit, not 16 hit, 208 metres, 97 post contact metres. Come on, 23 tackles, no misses. Like that, I always say about South, I said for the last couple of years, if their middles dominate and you can ignite cooking to the game and you get get off the back of Cam Murray's quick play the balls, which he has been doing, little tip-ons around the ruck, he was just making metres after metres after metres. And great metres. A little bit of an offload here and there. But that's the only way. South can make a big run for this. If if Junior Totola, you're going to get big Tommy Burgess back, and you've got, the uh, I think, Hamei Saleh, the other prop, mate, and Jai Arrow, Cam Murray. Like You're going to have Campbell Graham come back. You're going to have all these other, other players pushing for spots. They're going to be hard to beat. They're going to be really hard to beat. Latrell doing his thing. Cody Walker finding fire. I mean, it's coming together good. It looks like a deep run, but Junior Totola and those middles have the biggest job. In the last couple of years, the reason why they've been getting beat by Melbourne and the Roosters in the preliminaries is because they've
0: been out they've been outplayed in the middle. I don't think it's any uh, it's no surprise that since Junior Totola has jumped out of the ground as a player, they've started to South start kill it. And, kill and he's had
1: the talent, he's had the talent. Yeah, but, but you know, it takes a while for this is his fourth year, fourth, fifth year. And, you know, that's when the, the props usually start finding their feet. So he's he's probably the form proper in, in the whole game at the moment. So well done.
0: And proving the big boys basically shows that the Roosters and the South have probably got the two most dominant middles at the moment. And yes. they're the sides that are coming home. Yep. So they're going to be hard to beat. These I mean, big boys I'm, is – it's big boys. It's all yep. big boy season. So that means Tal Malolo's in front still. Uh, Fisher Harris, Paulo mm. and Morgan Harper. Campbell Gillard. Morgan Harper's third. <laughs> So last week the producer won, didn't he? Last week, or was that the week before? Week was before? I close last week? If if
1: Ketone Stagg Stag scores, because he was my anytime try score, because I had you had Cobbo, I had Cobbo, and I had Alex Johnson, and I had. But the Broncos won thirteen plus, and who else did I have?
0: Oh, you oh, fucking Cowboys. Cowboys!
1: God damn it! I was thinking, <laughs> I just didn't know my other bet. I didn't know my other bet, but I was blaming Stags all week. I was about to write a really, really, angry really email. angry email letter. A letter. letter. I a letter callig- in callig- a calligraphy pen. Handwritten. Handwritten calligraphy pen to you, Katoni. Yeah.
0: Fuck. Yeah, with a quill. All right.
1: that's With a quill. Remember, exactly. remember last, last week. A, <laughs> a quill.
0: A quill. <laughs> remember last <laughs> week. You were just sitting on the couch going, I, like, so I, I tossed that. Anytime Trice I tossed that. I was like, oh, and then they all scored.
1: I was just like, Kobe scored. Oh, pass the ball. Pass the ball to stags. <laughs> Give it to Stags. Fuck Stags.
0: Anyway. Uh, all right. So we're still, we're still over two Graham. So yeah, I up. have gone. Uh I've gone the Rabbitos equal 3.5. Minus 3.5, right. Henry. One job. <laughs> Raiders, Roosters 13 plus. Eels and Storm, which is right. paying the princely sum of six dollars and thirty-eight cents. Right. I
1: think you? I can read mine out. Yeah, it's not no, up this way. What's that? <laughs> Rabbitoes. Yep. Head to head. Uh, who are they playing? So, so Rabideaus just to win. Those have, to have to win. Rabbitoes just to, to win head to head. Unless Latrell Murray. Yeah, I know Latrell. You're killing me. You're killing me, dog. Murray Tuala anytime any time try scorer. Mike Acevo any time try scorer. Daniel any anytime try scorer. And the Dragons to win. And the Raiders to win. Oh, I could that. That's all right. That'll get me. That'll that'll keep me at home. I hope you
0: know. I hope. I hope that uh, gets you some money. Yeah, we're starting to run out of time. So the producer has gone. I'm just going
1: to wait for the last round. I'll just win ten grand. All
0: right. Rabbitohs. Melbourne Demons. Yeah, he he doesn't even know they're called the Storm, Craig. They're called the Melbourne Storm. No, that's the Demons in the end. He's going for Demons. Uh, Eels, Western Bulldogs. I would never know if they're even close to favourites or not. Raiders Reds and Sydney he Swans. Means. He went to Western Reds and the Sydney Roosters. And Las Vegas Swans. Raiders. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this one. But there's obviously some pretty uh, long odds there because he's got $10.92. So good on your Craig. Mine's longer than his. Oh, and, and the bed as well.
1: You're an idiot, mate. Grow uh, up. Grow, grow up. up. Grow, grow up. up. All right, let's go to the All tips. Right. So okay, if, like, wait, these, this is... I'm, I'm, I'm way out here. Um, so I'm going the Rabbits. I'm going the Warriors, the upset. Broncos to beat the Storm. Bulldogs to beat the Eels. Hey,
0: Woogie. Sharks to win. Roosters to win. Titans to win. And the Knights. I'm taking Souths, unless the Troll Mitchell's not playing. Cowboys, Storm, Eels, Sharks, Roosters, Dragons, Raiders. And the producer is going... Souths, Cows, Storm, Eels, Sharks, Roosters, Dragons, Raiders. All right, so there are a couple of Twitter questions for you, William. Uh, where are we? Guy, I love Guy from the Adelaide Rams. He is fantastic. He's a good, he's good. He's a good egg. Uh, what's the feeling at Belmore? We covered that. Uh, the NRL South Australia Grand Final is this Sunday. Eastern Eels... And Western Warriors at South what? Adelaide Bulldogs, oh. Mitchell Park. Canterbury used to sponsor South Adelaide. keen to revisit? Fly me down.
1: I love Adelaide. Adelaide, so a good much spot. fun.
0: The Eastern Eels and the Western Warriors. Do you know what? That's there's only two teams in the comp. They just play the Is grand final really? every week. <laughs> just no. I'm sure they've got a thriving comp down there. You can t- actually, guy. Let us know how many. Guy, let uh, us
1: know. Talk to your people how and many? say, oh, if you want a special guest to come down, I'll come down with Ian. I'm coming. City of Churches.
0: Yep, love it. It's this Sunday though. You got better get. I'll be quicker. in church. <laughs> There's lots to choose from. All right, Dan J would like to know: Will Tigers get the spoon? If so, should actually Klein, Klein sign it to then frame <laughs> it in the new Center of Excellence? That's a good question. What? So did you see on the West Tigers? Poor old West Tigers. They've built this seventy-eight million dollars stadium. And then they've put up like all the famous players for the Tigers and this yeah. and that. And they got Benji Marshall. And then on Benji Marshall's they say he won a premiership with St. George Illawarra. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Seventy eight million. They obviously didn't proofread that. Bit. Oh, <laughs> at at like, the centre of excellence. Center the of one excellence. They just, at Concord? It's no, it's now it's now called the center of mediocrity. Yeah. Terrible. I had a look in it. If that's seventy eight million dollars, like, they've got stuff, they've got a barber in there, you probably would have signed for the Tigers if you could get free haircuts. Um, yeah, but I, will. I will they had like I'm going to renegotiate uh, <laughs>
1: with, uh, with the dogs and just say oh you put a barber in there well
0: they are aren't they they're doing it. Well, they're doing they are the doing re- a centre of excellence yeah. um,
1: they just signed a deal with uh, the like, this is this is Gus he's just a genius like I think I think the club has been trying to do um, to re- uh, get Belmore centre of excellence or just to do the stadium up or some something like that Gus has been here for what 10 months already did like a 40 50 million dollar deal with the council yeah, he's good We've been trying to do that since 98. Yeah. People who have ever been at the helm since 98, I saw the blueprints to try and do Belmore up in 98 when I got there. Mm. And they've been button heads with the council. Gus comes, born fifty million, there you go, boys. This you know
0: what? Because I, I said the other week I went out to Belmore to see, I watched the pigeon shit on the Willie Mason statue. <laughs> they got out the front now. <laughs> I, Belmore's not where I thought it was. So
1: You don't you know where you are. That's you, oh, you are lost, son.
0: I'd go there. It's nice, nice place. They look like a lot of cafes and that around there. There's a Belmore hey, it hotel. It is Belmore's nice, mate. Belmore Hotel. Mate, it's
1: cool. it's all right. We going go and have a drink. A waffy chicken. We have got to go there, man. It's the oh, yeah. best. Come to a
0: training session. Wait, we'll go there. Yeah, I'll go. I'm okay. coming to waffy. I'm gonna um. The take is coming. I'm gonna start wearing roost. I'm gonna start wearing bulldogs kit around. Do we'll, yeah. you know what? We'll, now the bulldogs are on TV and Finn's like, go to the bulldogs. <laughs> oh, Good on oh, you, Finn. Do not stay at that club anyway. for too long, please. Twitter we'll
1: games. We'll be we'll be tweeting all week. I mean, yeah, all weekend. Rate, review. maces Get oh, on there. Ask some questions. Loud. Very loud.
0: Really? Just do it. My ears hurt. There we go. Goodbye, Goodbye everyone. Bye-bye. i will be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie... The Panthers looking at his imposing frame.
1: I'm a 25-minute man.
0: Oh, you got skill, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Williams. Too fancy for ya!
1: You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room
0: Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.